Welcome to the Scuffed Podcast. I'm Adam Bells in Georgia. With me is Greg Velasquez in Iowa. We talk about U.S. men's soccer. This is the Monday Review. We'll get the roster for the upcoming qualifiers later this week, I think, and then we play El Salvador in nine days. How y'all feeling? I'm feeling very, very well, Adam. Good. Good to hear it. What about you, Vince? I'm, I'm feeling good, man. Just ready to go to Columbus in uh, 10 days. 10 days, I think. I'm going to, I'm going to Columbus, so excited to be back there. Um, hopefully to see a, a U.S. men's national team win. It's 10 days, isn't it? I said nine, and it's really 10. I apologize, everybody. But good job keeping Adam on his toes there, Vince. <laughs> yeah, it's important. Or keeping him honest, I should say. <laughs> All right, first first thing we got to talk about is Ricardo Pepe's first start in the Bundesliga. Um, you guys got any thoughts? I have a few, but let me turn it over to you. So I feel like it went as good as you could hope for it to go um, without a goal when you take in all considerations as far as like the team context, um, the position he was playing, the style Augsburg plays, uh, and, and his performance in itself, um, other than the – the, the snatch chance that was probably offside. But other than that, man, I mean, like I couldn't, I couldn't, you, you really couldn't expect more uh, from a, from his first start in the Bundesliga. Yeah. I thought it was really encouraging. And then I, I saw that kicker rated him a, a 4.5. Which is a v- very bad score. Yeah. It's a bad score. It, it goes from six to zero and zero is good. Right. Or one. Which is a crazy system. But that's a whole other issue. But you know, I, I thought it looked like he really—he looked like a Bundesliga striker. He did, and and the thing, the the most important thing, is he generated a third of a goal in XG. So, look, I mean, I mean, man, you can't please them all. You can't please them all. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You either gonna get the nerds, or you gonna get the, you gonna get the uh, the magazine writers. Uh, uh, so, so one of them are, are gonna have something to say about it. So it, is the what third, it, is. it should be noted the third of a goal in XG, which is you know about on par with his season-long XG at FC Dallas, which was considered not good enough by the spreadsheet merchants. He um, he he also you know scored a goal that was called back because of a foul. You know, I mean, it, so he gets zero XG for that. And then he you know he uh, that I think that snatched chance does that even count towards his XG since he was um, since he was offside. I believe he was offside, wasn't he? Uh, I don't know. I don't think they called it offside, though. I don't, I don't know if they called it offside, so maybe since they didn't call it. It seems like he should have had actually more than that many XG because he also had that one kind of in the middle that he also kind of muffed a little bit. Yeah, that one, he kind of stomped on it. Yeah, That one, and then and then he had the one with his left foot at the near post that he hit right at the goalkeeper, right? That was right. That one was probably worth a lot. It, XG is funny because we don't know what the back end soup is on any of these XG models. We know, like, I know because John Muller tweeted out some Dutch guy's list of all the best research in soccer a few weeks ago. I know that there is a new uh, Im- and improved XG model out there from a couple mm-hmm. of, like, you know, economists in Europe. But uh, but we don't know if like Y Scouts using that model or anybody else. So you know, uh, just another just another mark against statistics in general because yeah. of their uncertainty. Math. Who needs it? 
uh, <laughs> um, one, one, one more thing, man, because because there was a lot of slander out there about Pepe's av- ability to play the ball with his feet. You know what I'm saying? Uh, hold up, play, uh, checking back to the ball, whatever. I just want to say respect Pepe's feet, man. Respect him. Respect him. I don't. I don't want to hear y'all keep talking down on this man. Like we we so we we saw it multiple times in this match. He had some uh, mistakes that he did make uh, with the ball at his feet, but that was more decision making than like touch than a touch or anything like that. And he had some beautiful ones that that came off. So, like I said, man, just trust the talent. You see the flashes, and then hope he can he can uh, get more consistent with it. And he just turned nineteen just a few days ago and um he's still very young i think i think it all goes back to what you said a, a few weeks ago vince about uh, like how him him just being a stand up dude with a with a good family he's going to figure it out he's going to figure it out he was working his butt off uh on saturday and um he, yeah he I al- feel good also had a thing where he received the ball kind of i don't know out of the side of the box and then he he beat a guy to the end line and crossed it in which you don't right, see him right. do that often, but he, was, oh, I, he got he got his uh his cross off there, and yeah, that, he almost did a back heel successfully. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was probably if he puts like uh, I don't know, a smidgen more for a bit of force on it, then it's then it's completed, and it almost always almost was anyway. But uh, yeah, Pepe adding some uh, XA to the XG. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Yeah, that's so, right. And if he had put a smidgen more loft on that cross, you know, lifted it at the back post, that guy, the guy he was aiming for was wide open. It's just, he got, it got cut out just barely. Yeah. I mean, kicker should have given him a four at the absolute worst. I think, I think they're really out of line there, but. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I wonder how that, how those kicker ratings come, come about. Um, he he doesn't look like I mean several people have said this but it doesn't look like Sergeant Everett Bremen out there. It looks like he's going to get chances and he's going to be involved in the attack in um in a way that is going to yield goals essentially. Sergeant very beginning of Werder Bremen, he was really good. Not to, you know. Remember that? He had he, he scored a goal. He knocked a guy over famously. We can get to that. We can talk about his parabola later. Yeah, yeah, we can uh, probably we'll talk coming soon, but uh, yeah, when they lost, uh, what was it, Crusa, the the player that was like really good for them, that was like yeah. their creative fulcrum. Like, yeah, well, once he was gone, then then it became a struggle. That's but, true. Um, yeah, so well, let's, let's talk see. about let's talk about Sergeant real quick. He he, Norwich won a game over the weekend. Can you guys believe it? No, no, I can't. And and, and like looking at the table, man, they still have a shot. I thought they were like for sure. Uh, for sure down, but uh, yeah, there's a lot to play for. Those Norwich fans were so excited during that game. Very loud. Good for them, you know? Yeah. Uh, dreaming dreams of not getting relegated. Although I still, I'm, I'm not going to get over the mean things they said about Josh, you know, so quickly. So they're still in my bad books a little bit, so to speak. Them and kicker. He was his usual industrious, pesky self and you know he played a cross that was directed into goal by an Everton player um so it's not scoring a goal but it's you know it's pretty close to scoring a goal um yeah sure I mean we'll we'll, we'll take all the wins we can get you have some doubts Vince what are you so first off <laughs> I like 
I checked the Discord to see what people were saying about Josh um, in the game thread or whatever. And they seemed like somewhat positive about it. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to go check out this game. Turn on Peacock. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, it's cold here in Louisville. Got me some hot chocolate, uh, robe on, <laughs> snuggled up. You know what I'm saying? Got a, got a fire going in the fireplace. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I was I was ready to have a, a nice evening. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then I turned the game on. And I watched a solid, like, probably 25, 30 minutes, and I was I was disgusted. I was like, bro, I got <laughs> this is a... <laughs> this guy, didn't you not see him dribble? He, he did dribble by a guy, though. That was exciting. <laughs> Look, uh, so, I mean, disgusted was probably a little strong. Okay. But, I mean, I was thinking a good game was, like, going to be a good game. But this is a uh, Josh Sargent, the bar is in hell, good game. So, uh, I mean, well, okay. All, all I'll say is this. When he came off the field, the Norwich fans were applauding. It was slightly mm. tepid, but they were applauding. So yeah, and I mean, it's you, progress. You know, as they say, he uh, he he works hard for the badge, in it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he in it. He he puts in a shift. Well, whatever uh, English term you want to use, but I mean, I would like uh, I just need to see a little bit more, man. I, I mean, I, I don't know what the point of me keep. Uh, continuing to say this is but yeah Yeah, i mean it's it's like it it does seem like we don't know i mean i I guess i feel like i watched sergeant he's he's good in the cage he's working hard uh like do i know that peppy is more likely to score goals for the u.s than josh sergeant is i don't know man it's it seems it seems unclear it seems unclear but but uh, yeah, I, I guess I I wouldn't be mad if Sergeant gets called in again, like specifically as a box to box eight. But yeah, and I I mean the the thing I was thinking about the midfield thing, and it's like this isn't gonna happen until what we're in twenty twenty two now. This isn't gonna happen until the start of the twenty twenty three season at, at at best because he's gonna go through he's gonna go gonna go through the championship season um as a striker hopefully um there there would be no there's just no urgency to change his position now um when there's still uh when there's still a a, a smidgen of a chance that 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 it could hit well i wonder because he didn't he's he wasn't playing striker in this game i wonder if they think that's his position or is that they just want to play pookie really badly i don't know it, it remains to be seen but what about sergeant's what about sergeant's hair though oh it's he's, getting he's, doing, he's got some real ronald mcdonald energy going on he's really growing that that uh <laughs> clown uh hair out yeah i mean uh as a general um principle of mine i think everyone looks better with longer hair um so he can keep growing it oh. um, as far as I'm concerned, but I'm, I'm just one person, but it's all good. And, and we should congratulate this man for, uh, uh, on having a baby. Yes. Yes. Right. Um, That'll change your perspective. That'll get you to make more ruthless runs in the box. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, congrats, uh, to him. For having a kid and and shame on everybody who was dunking on this man uh midweek for being out the squad shame on you what shame on you i'm still imagining you 
drinking hot chocolate in a in a robe and <laughs> and watching Josh Sargent being just disgusted though. As you say, shame on you. Yeah. Uh yeah, I I'm, I'm I'm not going to lie. I turned the game off. I switched to another uh, I watched a different game. Well, then you, like... you missed his long recovery run where he did a tactical foul where he completely wrapped the guy up and flung him to the ground. Maybe I think that might have. I really, I really like that from him. I might have been in the comp. Maybe. Yeah, that was in the comp. But but but, but shout out to Josh for the baby though. Congrats to him and his. I think he's married his wife. Um. So so shout out to them definitely. Um. I, I don't ever want to come across as like. Like, I hate these people personally or anything. It's weird to think of Josh Sargent having a child. Truly. Yeah. Truly. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, yeah. you mentioned people dunking on him for not being in the roster and then, you know, coming to learn that actually, oh, wait, he was he his wife was bringing a human into the world. You think, um, you know, it brings to mind the words of longtime friend of the pod, Ty, final third, who said, you don't have to tweet. You don't have to. You don't have you know? to. You don't and have to say anything. If you were on the Scuff Discord, you would have learned this way before it was announced. Yeah, because we got some sickos, man. We got some sickos who are deep in the Instagram <laughs> landscape. Right. Like 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 within within twenty minutes of that lineup dropping. <laughs> within twenty minutes of that lineup dropping, uh, it, it was it, it was uh, confirmed that. But yeah, he's probably uh, about to have a kid. It's a little disconcerting how clear of a picture we have of everything that's going on in that Discord. You know? Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about Daryl DK because um, he also made his debut, made his debut for, well, this was a debut for West Brom, which Albion, um, I thought he was quite bright and effective, evolved in creating at least three good chances. And I I came away from looking at the you know his involvement saying this guy is going to get fouled a lot, and most of the fouls are not going to get called. Every point of con or uh, conflict confrontation with a center back ended with one of them on the ground. It was just yeah. brutal, and they weren't calling anything. There was a time where you know how uh, when. Both players go up for a header, but one kind of stays down. The other one goes above them and flips over them. That happened yeah. twice. Once when DK went over, and once the other guy, they didn't come close to calling either time. They're just they're not going to ever call that foul. It's there's no rules in the championship. I'm very excited that Barnsley ball is back too. Yeah, I think it's. I, it makes me a little mad. It feels like DK gets the short end of the stick on this because he's so big and. Um, yeah, I think they. I think he gets. I don't know. I think he gets treated badly by the refs. At I least think he did at Barnsley. Yeah. I think he feels that way too because he put a guy into the sideboards in reaction to some of the fouls. Bloody face as well, right? I believe so. Yeah, that's that's the one part of the game that I saw. Um, and man, man, shout out to Daryl. You know what I'm saying? Getting somebody a little a little check into the boards for all my hockey fans. <laughs> oh yeah, I thought he uh, played so, better than most people were saying. Apparently, the yeah. commentator was really down on him. I didn't watch the English one, but that could have influenced people. He he looked pretty good to me, and I and I honestly would be happy with all three of these strikers getting called up. Yeah, I Sergeant's the most dispensable at this point. I'll have to admit. 
but um all right that's my opinion anyway uh matthew hoppy he got a haircut he needed it he needed it i mean i mean uh like contrary to what i just said about josh i mean you you, you know what i'm saying he was he was looking he had bedhead out there in the matches and anything like it was it was it was getting kind of crazy it was crazy so so I think part of the issue was he kind of got caught in that middle ground between short and long hair, and that's always a danger zone. And that that was just his first game back. But yeah, I think he, I think particularly he he needs that sharp, clean haircut because it's he he was so annoying this game too. Oh my goodness, he was so annoying. Full fully back to being annoying. He was trying to block a throw. In with you his forget hands. how annoying he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a basketball uh, inbound play. <laughs> he almost he almost he almost had two different guys throwing fists at him in the span of five minutes yeah the first one he ran out to a guy on the sideline and like wrapped him up and flung him down and then he did a back heel out of bounds <laughs> <laughs> which is just one of his go-to moves and then on the basketball end on play you could see one of the opponent opposing players just like has his hands up like what, what the hell is this guy doing What's this? He didn't have that good of a game. Yeah, he seems he seems on the outside looking in at the moment, which is okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. He got time. I'm definitely going to keep following him no matter what, though. The other strikers in the hopper are uh, Zardes, Ferreira, and Pifak, and Zardes and Ferreira are laboring in Phoenix at the moment. Okay, let's move on to the – that's the striker situation. Let's move on to the midfield. Uh, Weston McKenney continues to be in very good form. Did you guys watch his game? Woo! Uh well he played he played two games this week, right? This was he had uh enter in the whatever Top cup that Italia. was, right? Yeah. And then uh right where um there was a goal from Weston in a uh a heartbreaking loss to Inter Milan. And uh, they went 120 minutes, and then this weekend uh, played Udinese. After going 120, he went another 90 and uh, scored another goal. He's playing very well. I do think it was not the one against the game against Udinese was not his tidiest performance, but um, but yeah, he's go ahead. To to, to he seemed tired to me, like yeah, well, which is understandable. Uh, playing the amount of minutes that he plays, like he wasn't. There were times in the first half where there were like opportunities to break, and you would expect to just see Weston like coming in from like outside of the screen, like at some point, and like he just never made it. Like those long busting runs that he would make, which he he did enough of those in the in the midweek. Which so I understand. Um, and and you know I'm not a professional or anything, but he seemed he 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 didn't seem a hundred percent Weston. Uh, and he still got a goal, which just goes to show you that yes, he is in the uh, best form of any U.S. men's national team, um, not only midfielder player mm. of all time. Up in the ante there, um, yeah, you know he he scored the goal. He also he also got in the end of a few other crosses and could have put him away. Um, you know, uh, as we know, xG on headers is not as high as you might think it is. It's actually pretty low, but um. He also played the entry pass in the lead up to the first goal. I'm talking about the pass that goes from outside the amoeba into the amoeba. 
And obviously that there was a lot left to do for Dybala and I forget who it was he was combining with, but um, he is, he's playing, he's playing those like fast, uh, oftentimes one touch passes in traffic very, very, very well. Even, even as I say, he was not, it was not his tidiest game. There was that combination with uh, Dybala in the, in the 65th minute where uh, it's played kind of to, to, to McKinney waist high and he just one touches it to Dabala. Dabala takes a few touches, plays it to McKinney. He one touches it back to him, sets up Dabala on his left foot, which is basically, you know, Juventus' bread and butter. And, um, ah, man, it's so nice to see that. He's, he's, he's playing really good soccer right now. Uh, I would just like to say, man, okay, so, so number one on the, uh, on the debate on if he's in the top form of any, uh, USMNT midfielder, club form of any USMNT midf- midfielder ever. The answer is yes, okay? And the answer is yes because you can't prove it's not yes. All right? Is it? So you, you, can, you, can, you can bring up whoever you want to bring up, okay? But the, but the answer is still yes. And the answer for them, for, for Stu Holden, that, that's probably yes as well. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it is what it is. There's no, way to, um, there's no way to disprove these things. So the fact that people are willing to have this discussion means that the answer is yes. You know what I'm saying? People like, uh, like, like, are the Beatles better than the Migos? You can't tell me, you, you, you can't give me any empirical evidence that the Beatles are better than the Migos. So until, until you show me that, the Migos are better than the Beatles. And that's just, that's just facts. That's just life. You got to deal with it. And on top of that, I would just like to say there's plenty of time. Actually, actually, you know what? I'm not taking, I'm not taking anymore. There, the, I was going to say there's time for all the McKinney doubters to repent. But you know what? No, I don't want to hear it. There's no time. Your time's out. Your, your, t- your time's up. You can't hop on the bandwagon now. You cannot hop on the bandwagon now. And and there was a lot of receipts brought up this weekend. And it was just despicable behavior from all of you. <laughs> we're, on, we're, on, we're on the bandwagon and we're kicking, you, you're, we're kicking your little grubby hands away as you try to pull yourself onto it. I remember. I'm not going to call out any names. Matter of fact, I will call out our name. Gary Clyburn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, much respect to you for not deleting the tweet, but boy, I mean, you in the, you are in the, the mud, you're in the earth's core right now. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's looking, it's looking terrible for you. Uh, I saw a man, a man I've never seen before. Uh, Nate Scott, <laughs> Nate, Nate Scott. <laughs> hey, I mean, look, look, I mean, uh, like ultimately I'm not, uh, in charge of forgiveness on the, in this realm. So, I mean, re- repent to whoever you need to repent to. And, uh, last but not least, Kim McCauley. It, it, so it seems Kim McCauley deleted the tweet, but I remember this was during the gold cup, 2019. I got it right up here in the steel trap. The tweet was, uh, I have no clue what Weston McKinney's good at. Well, and you know to what? be fair, I also did not know what he was good at, but I, well, Waki, you got to repent, bro. Well, it's good, you know, that we're calling people out, I suppose. Yeah, that's a game I don't too much want to get into because there's a, I don't, I haven't deleted any tweets, basically. And Bells, Bells says, Bells, you got to come in too. You, you got to come in too. I mean, you probably did have some Western doubt, but uh, <laughs> more specifically, you being the slowest person on the planet to come around on Gio Arena, yeah. you, you got to come in too, bro. So so just 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 wait. Just wait till he comes back, uh scores his first goal and uh tune into the Monday review. <laughs>
Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it like a man. The thing about McKinney, which I kind of tried to get into in the newsletter, is that he did, well, for one thing, he did not have a great 2019 Gold Cup. I don't think he was that great in that tournament. Um, and he does, like I said in the newsletter, he's he's a he's a swing for the fences kind of player. Now he's he's been he's been connecting with the ball more consistently over the past year than he did before. But he's always been like a high risk, high reward kind of on the ball guy. You know, he 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 plays like he is uh, a world class midfielder, even when he's not actually on form as good as a world-class midfielder. You know what I mean? So, like, that's... I do understand the skepticism from people sometimes. It's just, like, if you didn't see that he could play a, a delicious through ball when he was 19 at Schalke, then you just weren't paying attention because he could. He always could. He, he, was, he was always capable of the fantastic moment. That's all, that's all I'm saying. I would like him to not start the next game. We don't need to... He, he doesn't need to be playing this yeah, many games right now. Don't run him Mass in the him ground. Please. Please. I think they have a game on Tuesday or Wednesday. You would figure not to play in that game. Yeah, man, they play tomorrow. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Let's let's keep him out of the out of the lineup, Allegri. All right. Luca Della Torre. Uh allegedly man of the match in a zero zero draw with Neck NEC. He I I watched his involvements. Uh he did a lot of his usual remarkably ball secure in traffic, always looking to slice into a defense and pretty efficient receiving the ball between the lines on the half turn. Could have had an assist on a very nice run and slid in through ball. I just think he's consistently good for his club and um, really, really hope he gets the nod in this window. And you just spoke to him. Yes. Earlier today. Yeah. Earlier today that, that episode is out on the, on the feed. He's, He's a cerebral kind of thoughtful guy who loves to talk about soccer. And and believe it or not, every player is not like that. Um not even every coach is like that. And he sounds like he's gonna he wants to be a coach someday. He loves he loves the game of football and loves talking about it. So check check out that interview. Uh, I listened to the podcast right before uh logging on to here. And the thing that I liked the most was uh Bells asked him about him posting the uh the comp of itself on Twitter. And Luca was basically like, yeah, man, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what I use my Twitter for, uh, self-promotion. Like, I got to get out there. I play for a small club in the, in the, in the air division. Um, I got I to gotta put myself out there, make sure people are seeing me. And, and the most important thing that, that lets me know um, that he's my type of guy is, is him saying, you know, I like the way I play. Yeah. So, so I figured other people would like to see me play. <laughs> and um I can't. I can't disagree with him. He's he's right on the head. Uh, I I love a person that uh you know knows his self worth. You know what I'm saying he he said you you can tell you can tell after the season he's put in, he's kind of feeling himself a little bit. And I and I and I love that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. He said his yeah. I I love that too. And he said his you know his game really started to flower when he moved to the number eight uh, for Heracles. Is apparently how you say it, Heracles Almelo. I didn't know that's how you say that name. That, yeah, that's how you say it. And I and I and I think like you know we got into that a lot. His 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 transition from winger, a position he never felt like he was comfortable in at Fulham, to uh, to an, a midfielder, where where he's been really good for Heracles. 
And, you know, reading between the lines sounds like he's going to get called up, honestly. I mean, he didn't say that. He's not in a position to say that. Hope so. Well, that's good. We need him. Kellen Acosta to LAFC. He was on. He was tweeting too, huh? <laughs> yeah, uh, this this brought me a lot of joy this weekend, to be honest with you, um, because you know we we like, we don't get a we don't get a lot of moments like these. First off, there were there were a lot of people bringing up his quote to the Athletic, talking about how once he got exposed to the the full national team and the and all the players that were in Europe, he was like, man, I gotta I gotta get there. Like just seeing their mentality, the way they go about training, everything. Um, I got to get there to get to to be able to achieve his top level. And uh, then this trade happens, and people are like, "Well, guess his ass ain't going to ain't going to Europe." And um, Kellen, like I feel, I feel like Kellen must have felt that, and he came out and said, "Not so fast, man. Not so fast." I was trying to go to Europe. Um, I let the Rapids know this. Apparently, according to him, he had an offer to go to Europe. Um, but the Rapids uh, just traded him to LAFC instead. Yeah, which is uh, you know, we've talked about MLS before. Um, MLS uh, getting to be good at a lot of things. Um, player agency is not one of them. LAFC isn't the worst place to go, is it? No, 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 no. Like it's not. I'd um, much rather be at LF, LAFC than Co- Colorado. The main takeaway for me in all of this is like players need to be tweeting more and more controversially more often. That's always yes. endearing. Yes. And, uh, you know, I mean, he has a, Kellen has a dispute with the Colorado front office on what the actual story was there. Bring it out, drag it out in the open, bro. Drag it out there. Right. Drag them, drag them. King. I completely agree. More players should do that. It's not necessarily a good idea from their perspective, but I don't think that, should affect our thinking on this. No, yeah, they should we definitely don't, do we're it. Not. And they should tweet more comps of themselves too. We're not responsible business people. We're just we're just interested in the entertainment of it. So Yeah. Right. LAFC does seem to be a good landing spot. So any and, and hopefully he's not playing uh damn right back, left back, whatever the hell. Um hopefully he's in center midfield playing for uh Chirundolo doing his thing. Let's talk about the other midfielders um, in the pool. Tyler Adams went 90 and a 2-0 win at Stuttgart. That's two straight 90s for him under Domenico Tedesco and two straight wins after that uh, disastrous loss at Arminia Bielefeld, which, in which Adams did not start. So it seems to be a positive trend for our, um, our captain. Yep. I always forget how hectic... Leipzig or any Red Bull game is until I watch it, even though I watch them all the time. I'm always surprised, but it's just, it's chaos out there. And he, he did, he did well amidst the chaos. Dude, this is most, this is most Bundesliga games. Yeah, but they take it to a different level. I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but Rafa Honigstein, the, the journalist, I think he's based in England, but he's German. In case you were wondering, with a name like Honigstein, uh, he um, he calls it uh, attritional football, where it's just uh, you know, just yeah, just destroying each other chaotically. It's really not not even that pleasant to watch. If I'm being completely honest, I'm not sure how many people actually watch Tyler Adams because of that. Mm. I enjoy. I so I enjoy the Bundesliga. I mean, it's like it's like basketball. But do you get the sense that a bunch of people 
are watching Tyler Adams games every week? Oh, I don't. Uh, I don't get that sense. No, not really. I, I, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he just needs that uh that bigger move to get people really on it. But yeah, the most exciting thing is when he starts to dribble a little bit, and he did that a couple times. Did he get anywhere? Um, I think so. One time he did. One time he lost the ball, but just that he's doing it is what's important. Yeah. When he starts skipping by folks. I'm getting excited about the next window, man. I mean, I know we're we're gonna be missing Gio and, and Timmy, but we got a lot of good players yeah, man, coming man. in the camp. So me too. I was so I was thinking about this last night and um like I think our uh like as a country, the United States uh willingness to just um be like a bull in the china shop, just 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 barge our way through COVID through this COVID time is, is actually going to uh, help us this window because apparently like Canada had to cancel a camp, right? Yeah. So oh, you're saying little... we should take advantage of this COVID situation. <laughs> Look, I... <laughs> Alfonso I... Davies yeah, is, yeah, is out of the, yeah. out by the so way. I, I, so exactly. I, I was going to bring up Alfonso Davies, but I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to bring that up and like, a, Ooh, yeah, I'm so excited about it. Um, so I kind of just froze there, but I mean, it's not a bad thing for the the outcome that we desire, which is a win. Um, we we should be clear: we do not want him to have heart damage. No, absolutely not. But, not. but it, it is a fact. It is a fact now that he has it. Um, myocarditis. Well, no, well, well, he has signs of mild myocarditis. Carditis. Carditis. Yeah. Um, which Nogglesman said is not. Which apparently is Nogglesman downplayed the severity of it, just for what it's worth. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't mean like permanent yeah, yeah. damage. You know what? You know what? We are just bungling this whole. <laughs> Look, <laughs> Alfonso Davies, speedy recovery. All I'm saying is the best player in Concacaf is not going to be playing. All the signs are he'll probably be okay. Um, let's hope for that. Uh, but yeah, Canada was going to have a camp in Florida. With its full men's national team and its uh, and its U twenty men's national team, they canceled the whole thing mm-hmm. because of uh, rising cases in Florida, I believe. So I think that's what you were right. getting and, at, and, right, and, Vince? You know, like we're, we're like we're gonna right, have we're exactly. gonna have the camp in Phoenix. We don't care, but can't, hell or high <laughs> water, man. I mean, <laughs> COVID. That's old news. That's that's old news in Phoenix, man. What are you talking about? Oh, old Trudeau over there. Worrying about whatever, but yeah, yeah, man. Like, so I think that's gonna come out good because, like, I feel like none of these, uh, El Salvador. I mean, there has to be some type of issue with COVID going on with with, with the whole Omicron wave. I, I think we're best equipped to come out of it. Uh, I mean, with with just no issues, mostly because we're not gonna do anything about it. That's <laughs> El Salvador point. was. If we want to talk more about COVID. El Salvador was, as a country, was extremely strict. They did like a full, full lockdown and were like holding people for in, uh, you know, buildings for a while. Going they went all going out. Australia style. We, the um, yeah, right. But the, but then and, but and the, just gonna... but that intensity didn't uh, extend to the qualifier against the USA, which was supposed to be like a limited capacity, and then it was like a total sellout, right? So. You know there are yeah. limits to everyone's principles on this stuff, but but then you combine that with uh, with with especially Honduras and El Salvador 
having uh, players out of season. And, and you can, but you combine all of this. It, it, it seems like it, it seems like we have we have something nice going here. The one way we could undercut ourselves is by Burhalter starting, you know, two MLS midfielders who haven't played in two months in the first qualifier here over, um, you know, people like Luca De La Torre or or Eunice Musa. You know, I mean, it it that that fitness that fitness issue is a real issue, and it would be really interesting to see what Burhalter does there. Let's move on to a few other midfielders. Gianluca Busio, he been a he's been a bench option of late. Three out of the last four games, he started in that three zero loss to AC Milan, but not since. And so now my the my, now my song and that, now you look so good <laughs> playing against AC Milan. It's, he didn't look that good playing against AC Milan this time. So um, didn't didn't start the last game. And then Tessman, Tanner Tessman subbed out at the thirty fifth minute of this most recent game for Venezia. He he was getting disorganized by the opponent. It seems like what is what happened there. And they yanked him. Hmm. Which is truly ish. Which I'm against. We've talked to, I'm against pulling someone out before halftime. You just gotta you just gotta, gotta go you just gotta with, eat with it. it as a coach. Well, but it's hard to argue with the results. I mean they ended up with a one one draw, right? Yeah, yeah. It did seem like they played a, a lot better when they when they got testing the hell out of there. But at what cost, you know? Um, bruised, bruised American egos, most notably mine, because guys, I'm putting my stamp down. Tanner Testman, that's my guy. That's my oh, guy, brother. Because I, I feel like <laughs> you should. T- he was not standing in the right places on defense. Hey, hey, it just, just you need to get him in line on that. Look, man, that's the coach's job. But I mean, if that's his only problem, where to stand? Hey. Hopefully, we can work that out. Man. But but I think the I think the tools are just too good, man, for me to for me to sleep on this talent. And it seems like a lot of people are skeptical. So I feel like this is a perfect place to just to plant my flag. I, I can't shake it, man. It just seems like early early Weston, huh? It just seems like early Weston, where like you can see some flashes of talent, you can see the tools, and you're just hoping he puts it together. And then when Weston puts it together, boom, we got people trying to repent. We got people trying to hop on the bandwagon. No, so isn't he? I'm gonna end up having to repent in a few years. Isn't he old? Isn't he quite a bit older than Early Weston? Um, I actually don't know how old he is. I thought he was born in 2001. Yeah, he's a little older than Early Weston. I don't see it. I don't see the Weston comparison. I don't see the. I don't see that like incredible through ball every now and then, or the you know the half volley on the swivel to spray it out to somebody on the wing. Um, maybe I'm maybe I'm missing something. He plays a fairly conservative style out there in in possession. What kind of style? So he he is a Conser- like he's not taking a bunch of chances out there. He's twenty. Maybe that's maybe that's what they're telling him to do. Look, Vince, I'm no stranger to repentance. I've I've repented of many things, and I'll be happy to repent on this one. But I'm not seeing it. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So maybe I'll have to repent. It is what it is, but I just felt like I need to stick my neck out here now. Um, I'm starting a stand group, Testament's Troubadour. <laughs> if you if you want to join, <laughs> if you want to join, let me know. I'm the conductor. You know, what I'm saying I'm leading all the songs. Uh, we we let's go. How join. big is yeah the Troubadour? That's a good name. How'd you the Troubs, the T Troubs? Uh, I said I just I thought about it for. With a with a you know, T, you could have you could have said the the test men or women. Yeah, I could have said the test men. Yeah, 
the test folks. They, I'm not, they're not getting better as I'm saying them. Troubadours. All right. Yeah. I like the Troubadours. Oh, all of the people we wanted to be playing played this weekend. That doesn't always happen. Sometimes there's a weekend that's kind of a bummer. This was a pretty yeah. good weekend. Yeah. A lot to watch. Was, was Weston's the only goal on the weekend for an American? I, th- I believe it was. I believe so. I mean, I want to throw another midfielder in here. I, I'm really enjoying watching Alex Mendez clips for Vizela. He's, he's gone 90 the last two games, a cup match loss to Porto, and then uh, uh, a loss to Sporting. Uh, and these are the two, yeah. you know, two of the top three clubs in, in Portugal. And he's looking plenty good, man. He's, he's, uh, I've seen, he's on the I've up. I've seen you claim he's good at defense now. Yes. Yeah, he is. He's a, he's net positive in the cage match at the at this point, which is a complete reversal from what he was as a young Ajax player. So, I'm just saying, keep an eye on him. Where do you think he is in the? If there were a big depth chart, how far out, in your opinion, is he? I mean, he's for me, he's right there with Busio. Like I I I don't think I don't think Busio is better than Mendes. So you think he should get a call up? Well, if if Busio gets not in a qualifier, Busio gets a call up. Yeah, but I'm not sure. Are you guys think Busio's going to get called up this window? Probably. I do. Yeah. I'm hoping that he does. Just calls a bunch of people. Yeah, me too. It'd be nice. Like 45 players. Yeah, it, f- yeah, 45. Christian Pulisic, uh, Waki. Tell us, tell us about what happened for him versus Manchester City. I thought he was okay or solid. Some people were saying he's pretty good. Michael Cox, the English writer, he he wrote about them. He 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 was saying that he wasn't um, pushing the ball forward enough when he had openings up there. Um, that was the main critique of him. I, I don't know that 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 take seems pretty terrible to me. I ain't gonna lie. Um, he, I thought he was good, man. Uh, didn't have pretty secure on the ball. I mean. Was he playing it's wing a back? It's a different type of game when you're playing. Nah, he was in the front okay. three. I want to be clear that Michael Cox is the only only English writer I would ever um, cite. You know, you have special respect. I, I feel him. bad about having cited an English writer, but he seems to not have. A, he seems, you know, I don't fine. know. It, it seemed in the in the opportunities he had uh, on the ball. He was fine. He was fine. I, I'm not saying he was like really good or anything. Um, yeah, he was fine. His it, beard it was, uh, is his beard is still growing. I think he's going to go full beard for the qualifiers, and he's on pace for it. So that's I think that's the big takeaway. That'd be lovely. What if he grew a big old Civil War beard? What would you guys think of that? I would like to see him try it. I would like I would like to see it. I think once I see it, I might not like it, but I think he should go for it. Yeah, I'm not with it. <laughs> so you were saying <laughs> you're you're kind of in a different spot on beards and hair because you're saying hair should hair should be longer. I mean, I mean, y'all talking about a Civil War beard? That's going to look crazy. Yeah, like like I, so I don't want to see that in a U.S. shirt. That's just it's it's, it's too many trigger warnings. There, there. Yeah, that's true. It has certain implications. Um, what? <laughs> it was a it was a beer it was a style of beard that was common on both sides of the of the war, but somehow seems to have 
I'm not saying I think he should wear it like a Confederate general. I don't think he should style himself in that way. But that's you know? the thing is a big full beard kind of signals Confederate general at this point. No, he would just like, he would look like a um, microbrewer or something. Yeah. Wouldn't even, I mean, if he really shaped it like a Civil War beard, I guess. But It's a real fine line between a microbrewer and a Civil War general in my yeah, and it's about it's about finding that balance. And if you could do that, I'd like to see it. Uh, let's ask. I got a question from a listener, Drew from Cedar Rapids. Shout out the city of Five Seasons. Uh, outside of Project Restart Pulisic, is there any evidence that Pulisic is an elite level player? USMNT fans complain that his offensive output suffers because Tuchel plays him at right wing back, but Reese James has scored five and assisted six this season. Pulisic's performances for the national team have been underwhelming, and I think it would be justifiable to start Wea, Reyna, and even Aronson over him if his performances don't improve. I'm a huge fan of Vince, but great players have great games, not just great moments. Is there any evidence? I think there's some evidence. Yeah. If I want to answer the question too literally. Yeah, there's definitely some and evidence. And that being he was, they paid, um, I don't know, Sixty million for him, or something, and he plays for Chelsea. Those would be the two. Well, he also he teams. also scored and assisted in a two-legged tie against Real Madrid in the semifinals of the Champions League. Um, that's a that's a kind of a elite level fact. But I yeah I, I, well, what do you think, Vince? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna need to see something from you. Like a like a consistent stretch, man. I, I need to see a solid 10, 15 game run. Um, similar yeah. to, I mean, I mean, it doesn't have to be Project Restart level because that was just in, insane. But uh, there hasn't been a run like that since. Elite, I just don't know anymore to be honest. Uh, he's he's an elite talent. Elite talent. Uh, is he an elite player? Has he lost a step? Has he lost a step with all the? With all the hamstring injuries and everything. Oh, uh, so I'll so I'll say this. Uh Project Restart, like he was just skipping past people, like he was untouchable. You know what I'm saying? And I haven't seen that level of like side to side agility and a burst from him since, I would say. But also counter to that point, I feel like I feel like his game against Canada was really underrated. The and if he scored and if he scores that goal that hits the post, um then we're, then we're talking about it kind of different. Like I feel like he 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 stood up to. To be honest, he might have been better than Alfonso Davies in that match. To me, I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. I don't. I didn't. I don't remember that. Well, well, well Bills, you're not gonna like it because you don't like dribbling. And <laughs> oh, flair, come you know. on, come on. I I like when he dribbles. I don't like it when other people dribble. I like it when Wea dribbles too. I don't like it when Conrad Dalafonte dribbles. I don't like his dribbling as much. I like it when Pulisic dribbles that. to somewhere instead of to nowhere. You know, that's all. That's all I care about. Dribble to do something. You know. Michael Cox also said he was holding the ball onto the ball a little bit too long. He always has. That's 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 Pulisic. Yeah, uh, I mean, to I, I guess to finish off this question, I don't know. We're just gonna have to see. Let's see if he can get a run in the side at uh, winger for Chelsea. Because cause comparing him, I mean, he hasn't played right wing back. Right wing back. Like, comparing him to Reese James seems kind of unfair. Also, he was playing yeah. on the right wing in this game. 
and right, right. It's he's better on the left. Is what that's what we all think, right? But that's what people seem to say. I, I can never actually tell what someone's best position is. I just kind of go with what people are saying. He's definitely better on the left, okay. and he prefers he prefers the left because you know you can cut in and shoot. Uh, but which he doesn't do that well. But, but anyway, I digress. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, I. I think the thing about Pulisic is he's streaky. You know, he's always been a pretty streaky player, and so he's we're gonna hit, we're gonna get a streak of him being really good here before too long. Hopefully, it starts in ten days. Uh, some other wingers we should mention: uh, Giovanni Reina still not on the bench for Dortmund. What what did, what did Marco Rosa say say about him? He's saying. Um... He's not going to make any promises, but he's t- targeting after the break is when he wants to work him back in. Now, is he? Is this him trying to get Greg Berhalter not to call him up? Maybe. But also, I think probably he shouldn't go to camp because he hasn't played in a long time. It's going to be very cold out. Yeah. So we're going to be missing him and Wea And yep. Brennan Aronson still on Christmas break. Uh, Conrad De La Fuente is hurt. I don't know. How serious is that injury? It's it's listed as physical discomfort in foot mob, and he's out several weeks. Mm. I don't know what physical discomfort means. And then Richie Ledesma, another potential half-space merchant, did not get off the bench for first-place PSV Eindhoven. Maybe, in, maybe a little bit tough for him to get minutes this spring as they fight for the title with Ajax. Yep. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Let's burn through the defenders here real quick. Scally returned to the field for Borussia Mönchengladbach after uh, a bout with COVID. Got a solid 30-minute run out. Saw a lot of action in, a, a, I believe, a 2-1 loss to Bayer Leverkusen. He almost scored a goal. Yeah. He kind of brought it down, cut it across, and kicked it right at the goalkeeper's hand, though. It's a good rip. But he kicked it really hard. Yeah, hard. Yeah, it was, it was a nice... Uh... I was I was I was a nice take from him uh, to be able to bring the ball down, uh, chop it onto his right, and get it off. Um, yo, did 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 y'all see? So I, I watched this game this morning, and right when it ended, like they showed the the XG. <laughs> they showed the XG for each team. They had uh they had Leverkusen as having six point eight expect, expected goals in that match. What? Six point eight. So then possible. I was like, ah. "No, that doesn't seem right." Uh, well, I've never if, heard of that before. If you watch that Scally thirty minutes, like, like it's it's feasible because if the rest of the game was like that thirty minutes, where they're giving up a, a shot on goal every time an attack broke down, then then I could see it. I mean, and and then I was like, "That has to be a typo." So I checked Footmob, and uh, Footmob had him for like five point five four. So I mean. It, it it seems. Dang. I'll confess, I didn't watch until <laughs> Scali came in the game. So, man, that is a lot of XG. Um, Scali did hold a guy on side for a good Leverkusen chance after he came on. Otherwise, looked like he played well to me. Yeah, well, it was was very good and was on the left. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, we see his first cap this window. Brooks was pretty good, right, Waki? Yeah, he also did this really cool header spin where he jumped up and headed it and spun around and was facing the field again. 360, huh? Yeah, 360. Did they win? Did Wolfsburg win? They tied, Okay, I believe. 
zero zero, which is better than losing. Justin Shea to Hoffenheim is uh, I don't know if it's official official, but his mom's tweeting about it. Um, an eighteen month loan is the report. I don't know if he's going to see the field, guys, but I'm excited for him. Yeah, I mean, seems great. So we'll see. Hoffenheim has traditionally been a good place for young players to develop. So yeah, it's a long loan, so he'll work uh, work his way in. Also, he used to train there as a child. Because he lived over there, so it's like his uh, it's a familiar stomping ground. Uh, Serginio Dest, he's the last player we'll discuss. Um, Dest, what's the latest on his potential transfer? Still not, still not in the plans for Barcelona. No, I don't think anything has happened though. It's more just it continues to make sense that Chelsea would want him possibly because they need a wing back, and Barcelona clearly don't want him. So, but I don't know if it, it, he's actually going to go there at all. So we don't know. Chelsea seems know. Chelsea just seems like a uh, a place, a hard place. You know, I, I Pulisic can kind of handle it because he's so resilient, but can Dest handle it? Probably, probably. I don't know. I have no clue. I, so, so I believe I believe in all our all our young kids. They they seem to have elite mentalities, to be honest. But uh, I mean, like I saw a tweet that said that. Javi put him, Dembele, and uh, Memphis, Memphis on the transfer list. He wants them out. I saw you. I saw what uh, you tweeted about that. <laughs> what did you tweet about that? He was going to look at it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> well, people are okay. It's not safe for uh, work. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 so I can't repeat. That did you? Use, repeat you that did you use, use swear words? He used. Vince, did you use swear words in a tweet? The worst swear word. Not a, not only a swear word, a very controversial one. And uh, you spelled it in a very specific way too. <laughs> I gotta I gotta see what yeah. what word he used. Uh, we won't. We don't need to talk about that. Uh, but do check out Vince's Twitter account. It's uh, v underscore so spiffy. Oh yes. I think we got it. We need a nine point window, guys. That's what I'm feeling like. I'm feeling like a nine point window. And I feel like we can swing it, man. We can. I feel like we can swing it. And it's just like, what it says, what, what was Greg calling it? The, uh, the, the whoop that ass lineup? Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about beat that ass, whoop that ass? I mean, I feel like we can, we can really get to whooping some ass with the, with just the pure amount of, just the athletes that we can put on the pitch, man. We can just, and and players being out of season and all this stuff, like we can we can just I mean MMA is already like a handful to deal with, two handfuls, three handfuls. Like if you see uh, Acha Acha's face, like after that match, he's looked like he's been he got his girl stolen. Or something. <laughs> he looks like, like bro, he bro was he like this five years out of his life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. And and so you you throw MMA out there. Uh, with, I mean, right, Serge on one side, Anthony on the other. Um, preferably, if we could get, I mean, so I would, I would say Chris and Miles, but I mean, if it's Walker and Miles, whatever, they they're both uber athletes that can that can press and just smash whoever, and get Pulley, Brendan, and and Ricardo up there up top. I mean. 
Come on, man. Yeah, let's go, man. Let's quit messing but around. Also, go ahead. It would also be good if Panama would lose a couple games. Yeah, that's that's just as important. Just, <laughs> just as I important. would actually, if they, I would, if they would just lose all their games, I would accept really any outcomes in our games. Well, I don't know about that, but no, you don't want to do that. You don't want to say that. But you're you're gonna have to repent as well after after that one. I if, I think if they don't win any of their games. I'm gonna be very happy. I will not <laughs> repent. Yeah. If they only get three points this window and we get, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't, we don't need to do the math right now for everybody, but it's, it's, we have the players. We have the players. I mean, we just go, we went through this long list of players. We talked about what they did over the weekend in Europe. We, there's a bunch of players we didn't even talk about. We have players. And if I, I swear, if right. we go into this window and we see Sebastian Legette and Christian Roldan starting in the midfield, I'm going to go over. And I'm going to swear fealty to tactical manager and 11 Yanks. It's going to be, that's it. You know, it's like, uh, I'm going to lose it. Dude, dude, everything. Like, like I'm going to be on here. the MLS quota and everything, bro. If we do this yeah. shit. <laughs> I'm going to go. I don't care. I'm, gonna go I'm, buying, into, a, I'm buying into every conspiracy. I don't, yeah, I'm going to make a pilgrimage to Tinfoil Ted's house and, and start. I mean, I'll do everything. We can't we, we can't mess around anymore. It's it's time to get this done. It's it's, it's time. Yeah, it's time. Absolutely. But and, also and Panama, Panama, Panama. Let's come on, cut yeah, it out. Yeah, we need we do need Panama. Here's to what cut I'm worried. Out. Here's here, here's what I'm worried about. Okay, the last game of the last qualifier game, Canada plays Panama. Canada, we don't we don't trust them. If we're not clear, they could they could do a a, a real dirty job on us there. Those Canadians, I think Canada. I think Canada's. They, I think Canada's going to unravel here. You know, I would like that to happen too, Canada. If you would unravel, but we have we. I mean, we got it in our hands, right? Because we play. We still have Panama to play at home, and then this next window, um, Panama has at Costa Rica, Jamaica at home, and at Mexico. So I mean. I, I would. There's a possibility I like, could lose, lose all three of those. I would like the last window to be relaxing. Is what I want. I don't know if I can handle. Please. Uh, two months of thinking about a, a really tough window where we have to get, you know, five points or something. Oh, the dis no, the facts, discourse is good. Would just would. absolutely um, curdle in the meantime. It would be it would be hard Dude, on the, all of us. The, the United States men's national team fan base is already on edge just like perpetually so if we're coming into that last window with with something truly on the line like we could truly uh be subjected to the playoff or not qualifying at all i i I just i just don't want to see it i don't want to see it that sounds like a reality i do not want to experience yeah the good news is that um the playoff is new zealand and it's pretty much impossible for us to finish out of fourth i don't i'm not saying you know yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. But still, yeah. I don't want a playoff. We don't. We we don't. We shouldn't be. Going let's to a go, playoff. man. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you.